Welcome to the LU Moment. Thanks for listening. I'm Shelley Vitanza, the Director of Public Affairs at Lamar University. Each week, we showcase the great events, activities, programs, projects, and people at Lamar University. You know, every couple of years, Lamar University hosts the Judge Joe J. Fisher Distinguished Lecture Series. And this year, on Monday, March 9th, 7.30 p.m., we are welcoming reporter, correspondent, and news anchor John Dickerson as the 13th speaker in this series. Currently a correspondent for 60 Minutes, Dickerson joined CBS News in April 2009 as an analyst and contributor. His previous positions include co-host of CBS This Morning, chief Washington correspondent, and anchor of Face the Nation, and moderator of the two CBS News presidential debates during the 2016 presidential campaign. He's also a New York Times bestselling author, and his latest book, The Hardest Job, is due out June 9th, 2020, by Random House. Mr. Dickerson is joining us by phone. Welcome, sir. Well, thank you so much for having me. Hey, have you ever been to Southeast Texas? I have. Um, I covered the Nick Lampson race in uh-huh. 1996, um, in the, which uh, I which I believe is in that district. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. So, um, I think that was uh, Congressman Brooks was was retiring, and that was the first uh, race to fill. His seat, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, that's exactly right. Yeah, two uh, legacies here in Southeast Texas, so you're familiar. Well, yeah. we're glad to have you back, and um, excited to welcome you for for the day. You know, um, reading about you, you're you're famous for your your Dickersonian style, um, basically embarrassing or catching politicians flat footed, and and so the industry has called it the Dickersonian style, but you've also said that you try to be restrained and mindful of every person's humanity and of the overwhelming challenge of pride. So there are times, I guess, that you you step back and you, and you don't push hard. Um, can you give us some examples of that and talk about that? Well, in politics, particularly today, where there is um, so much questioning of other people's motives, where partisanship and where and which team a person person uh, happens to be on in terms of their political party affiliation tends to um, stop us from listening to what they have to say. And and, um, that's really the way a lot of political conversations take place. And it's ruining uh, our public Mm -hmm. discourse. And so... um, you know, you want to um, nobody has ever had a conversation really that's been of much profit um, where they prejudged what somebody uh, had to say. And mm-hmm. so um, I try to, you know, give people as much of a chance as possible to explain what they have to say um, and make their case for what they believe, uh, because my job is to is to try to put information out there for people. And the best way to do that is to um, is to give people a chance to talk. Um, and now it also means, though, that you have a responsibility to frame and ask questions in a way that elicits some information. Um, and then the responsibility is on the, the lawmaker or the person you're interviewing um, to participate in good faith as well, which is to give you an answer uh, and not just a response um, to, to a question they've been asked. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully if we do that, we might stumble on, um, on, uh, on a better uh, sense of what's happening in our world. And not shut down and really listen to them. And, and, and you seem to be, an, be able to anticipate um, the, 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 the line of, uh, of, of talk that it's just interesting to me in watching some of your interviews that you always are kind of ready for the next line of questioning. Um, 
I don't I don't know how much time you put into repair, to preparing, but it just must be an uh, inordinate amount of time. It does, yes. Um, there's a lot of time and a lot of um, effort that goes into thinking through what somebody uh, is likely to say, um, thinking through how to ask a question in a way that illuminates what they're going to say. Sometimes, um, you know, even if we believe something strongly, or perhaps most in the instances where we believe something strongly, we don't necessarily always articulate it in the best way. And so one of the Mm. jobs of an interview is to try to to bring that out. Um, And and then in politics, when people aren't necessarily always encouraged to uh, say um, the most candid or the most helpful thing, um, if you do a lot of work beforehand, you can help excavate what the truth of things is a little bit more when, when the people you're interviewing might not be inclined to uh, give that to you on the first try. So what, of all the hundreds of interviews you've, you've conducted, what is the most memorable and why? Well, um, I, I, well, I, I guess, I mean, it, it depends what the, um, you know, the context is. There were some early in my career that were memorable just because you're still trying to figure out how to do this and, and, right. <laughs> um, and interview people. And so when they turn out well, uh, or you learn something, then that's, um, you celebrate, you know, then that, yeah. that's good. <laughs> yes. And you feel like you're doing kind of the, the fundamental part of your job. Um, I think, um, you know, interviewing, um, there have been key political moments when, you know, interviewing John McCain after he won the, the 2000 uh, primary in New Hampshire, it was a, it was an enormous political moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, I interviewed president Trump on his hundredth day. Um, and that was a, um, you know, that was quite a, uh, uh, notable interview. I interviewed president Bush on, on air force one. Um, um, but then there have been lots of interviews in between with just regular people, um, in their lives. Uh, when I worked at Time Magazine, I, I, I covered a whole host of different issues. Um, and so some of those interviews were memorable in, uh, you know, in hospitals and um, in, in things that have nothing to do with politics. And then uh, last year, I interviewed uh, the musician John Prine. Um, I spent a day with him in Nashville, and uh, he's he's um, He's an amazing songwriter and a very interesting person, and so that was that was a uh, a very memorable moment as well. Are you going to talk about some of those interviews when you're here? What can people expect uh, when they come to the Judge Joe Fisher Lecture Series on March 9th? I think, yeah, well, yes, I'll talk about those interviews. I'll talk a, a, a little bit about um, my process for interviews because I think the process for interviewing and writing um, – which which really tries to get at the at the why of things and not just the what, um, and and what I mean by that is um, we spend uh, a lot of time in the news business and in and in life kind of talking about things that happened, um, and we don't spend as much uh, time on on why things why? are taking place mm. in the in the way they are, mm-hmm. um, and so that's one of the things I always try to do in in interviews is. Um, and it's and and people might experience this in their own lives, which is that somebody will tell them some interesting piece of news that they heard or um, event that's taken place, 
And the person to whom they're talking will say, well, why did that happen? And they'll often say, well, gee, I don't know. Right. And right. That's, uh, that's frustrating. Yeah. Um, so um, and, and my feeling is that, it, is that if you cultivate the why, um, that it, uh, you don't just have to be a journalist. Um, it tends to make uh, it tends to lead to a, a richer um, experience in life. In conversation um, and understanding and, yeah. Exactly. And in, in conversation and understanding about politics or religion or anything else that you might be uh, involved in. Got it. We're looking so forward to having you and um, appreciate you taking the time with us this morning. We'll see you on March the 9th. Thank you, sir. Uh, sure. Thank you. Take care. You too. Now, this is a free public lecture that will be moderated and allow questions from the audience with a reception following in the Dishman Art Museum. Dean Terrenbone is the acting chair of the Judge Joe Fisher Lecture Series and uh, also chief of staff there at Lamar University. He's with us to tell us a little bit more. Dean, real quickly, tell us, what, what's the purpose of this? Uh, you know, why was it created? What are we trying to do here with this lecture series? Shelley, this series was created in 1986 to honor Judge Fisher's contributions to Southeast Texas and Lamar University. The series features individuals known nationally or internationally who can make significant contributions to the university community. In the past, we've had President Gerald Ford, Antonin Scalia, John Huntsman, in 2016, Itzhak Perlman. So this year, we're really excited about John Dickerson joining us. Oh, my gosh. I mean, yeah, what what a coup. I know those of us journalists in the, in the community are just like, you know, buzzing. We just can't wait. It's a little bit intimidating, though, to, to interview someone who's written the art of the interview. But uh, it's very exciting. And the public, of course, is encouraged to attend. Uh, give us kind of the logistics of this sure. event. This is a great opportunity for our students and our community. So we hope to see everyone uh, at the the lecture, the free lecture at the University Theater. Um, immediately following the theater uh, event will be a reception in the Dishman Art Museum. So and he's going to be there. Yes, he's going to be there. Wow, this is this is the big time. Okay, so uh, March 9th, March Lamar 9th, University campus, seven thirty, University Theater. All right, thank you, Dean. We thank appreciate you. all your hard work on this. All right, we we talked a few weeks ago about uh, Lamar University going to Mardi Gras. They did that. The Showcase of Southeast Texas did that, and their um, dynamic, brave, courageous leader Eric Shannon, the director of athletic bands, took them. He is back to talk about another event on the campus it is collage really unique event dr shannon right because it's a fundraiser and you show off all the music absolutely it's everything our department does uh, on one concert one special night this is our third year to host this collage concert where a person who uh, buys a ticket and comes to the show gets to see everything from our top wind band the wind ensemble to um, chamber music like brass quintet and percussion ensemble um, opera theater jazz uh, acapella choir grand chorus and then also a really wonderful new work, a world premiere written by our professor of theory and composition. It's entitled In the Mornings We Studied for Choirs and Brass Choir um, by Dr. Nick Risman. That will be the grand finale. So a world premiere. Wow. So talk to about the, some of the music. Are we going to recognize some of the music that is played? Some of it you will. Um, mm-hmm. The Brass Choir is going to play The Great Gate of Kiev from pictures at uh, an exhibition by Modest Mozorski. Uh, but some stuff you, you, you might not uh, recognize. I would say maybe most of it you might not recognize, but it'll it'll all be 
great. And just a menagerie of sounds. Because like you say, we're going to have brass, we're going to have wind. They're going to play separately, together. What's the combination? So it's a back-to-back sort of concert. um, And the concert is designed so that while one group is performing secretly, another group is getting ready. Uh, There's no other way to hear, other than going to all the different concerts, to hear uh, all the different ensembles or areas of uh, what we offer at Lamar University, uh, except for this concert. This is the way to do that. All right. Uh, Give us the logistics of this event. Um, Where, how much, how can people get tickets? Absolutely. So um, all the information. When is this event? It is this coming, well, it is March 3rd. March 3rd. It is Tuesday evening, March 3rd. The concert begins at 730, but this is a fundraising concert. So we are accepting and... um, very grateful for any donations. We have donor levels for the concert. Um, they start at $100. And everyone that is uh, what's called the Bronze Ensemble, but it goes up to Diamond. All this information, as well as schedule, how to buy tickets, and possibly if you're interested in donating, can be found at lamar.edu slash collage, C-O-L-L-A-G-E. Perfect. All right. Give a shout out for uh, Mardi Gras. It went well. We just need to catch up. It went fantastic. Our students had an amazing time. Uh, There's nothing like it. It was a fantastic thing to do. Hopefully these students, I, I really think that they made memories that will last a lifetime. And that was our goal. They marched for four miles. Actually, probably closer to five and a half miles on foot that evening. The performance was over two hours and 20 minutes, and they had drums on, tubas on, maybe for closer to three and a half hours that evening. They were really tired. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? I can't imagine carrying a tuba down the hall. I just kept asking them, (laughs) are you okay? Are you okay? Um, But some of them, when when I said, you're you're done, we did it, it's over, like they popped out of a trance, and then they felt it, and they were like, oh, my gosh. Look what we did. This is awesome. Memorable. All right. Thanks for all the great information. Just a review on March the 3rd at what time? Concert at 7.30, reception at 6 p.m. for donors. Perfect. Uh, Lamar University campus. And then on March 9th, we're bringing in John Dickerson. Google him. You'll find all kinds of stuff. You want to follow him? Well, you'll join the other two million people who are following John Dickerson on Twitter. He is an amazing, uh, amazing journalist. And we're excited to bring him in for the Judge Joe Fisher Lecture Series. Uh, Did you know that Beaumont has an abundance of museums and historical sites? One of the most important is the Spindletop Gladys City Boomtown Museum that includes buildings representative of the oil boom. You can check out the website for special events at this great site. It is located on the Lamar University campus. Hey, thanks for listening to the LU Moment. I'm Shelley Vitanza, the Director of Public Affairs at Lamar University, the pride of Southeast Texas.